0: For freedom every day. Republicans, right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately. This is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have to tell you, I am in absolute shock and awe today. I cannot believe the things that we are hearing in the mainstream media. Did you know... That the Biden administration had full intent and plan to allow all the immigrants, migrants, illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, undocumented dreamers, whatever the <laughs> whatever you want to call them, whatever the PC flavor of the day is today. Uh, he, he has full intent to allow all of them to just walk into the country full porting full plan. That's the entire, that's our Biden basement message of the day today. That's how we're kicking off the show. Let's go into the Biden basement. Welcome into it. So, well, first off, welcome into The Voice of Reason. we got a lot to talk about today. Two guests, and we're going to get to one here momentarily right out of the gate because it's going to be, as Donald Trump says, huge and bigly. So, uh, just get excited about that. Don't act like you're not impressed. Uh, I know. Bottom of the hour, we have Sharon Palmer. She is the plant-powered dietitian. She has her new book out, The Plant-Powered Plan to Beat Diabetes, as uh, could you fight your diabetes just by doing some dietary changes without even having to take insulin or other medications at all. We'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour. Interesting conversation as we continue on our health journeys here on The Voice of Reason. But the shock and awe story of the day. What's trending today? Apparently, the leaked information has been going on for a while after newly released um, decisions from border patrol sectors from the Biden administration says that it's right in line with 2022 memos that were uncovered during legal proceedings down in the state of Florida. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody said they outlined how they plan to end Title 42. The 1,500 soldiers that were sent down to the border in preparation of the ending of Title 42 tomorrow is not to try and keep individuals from crossing illegally, but to create organization in orderly fashion because they know that the NGOs, the non-governmental organizations, they know that the checkpoints at the border cannot handle this mass amount of individuals. So instead of saying, sorry, you can't come here. The entire purpose is to keep order in fashion while they say we can't handle it. So here's your stamp. Have a nice day. Here's all the services. Here's the social services that you need. Here's the transportation services that you need. Here's everything that you need. Have at it. Thanks for coming by. On to the next one to allow anybody and everybody to waltz in as quickly as they possibly can. Interesting, isn't it? Man, that's shocker, right? Who would have thunk that one? Who would who, who would have possibly thought that the Biden administration would have been allowing the open borders and have been preparing for this, knowing Title 42 is coming up? you got to remember, just because the mainstream media didn't start talking about it until this week or last week, because it's a pressing issue now, doesn't mean government individuals. The elected officials haven't been planning on this for a very long time. They know what the hell they're doing, and the shock and all that goes on in DC is nothing but a staged show for them to act surprised when something's finally about to happen in fruition. To talk about some of that and more, we sat down just a little bit ago with a great guest, excited to have her back on the program. It's a little it's been a bit uh since she's been on the program, but she is the co host of the five on Fox News. She also has her new book coming out, Crimes Against America. Yes, you guessed it. Excited to have on the program to talk about this issue and so much more, Judge Ginny Impero from Fox News. Judge, how are you, my friend?
1: I am terrific, and thanks so much for having me on again.
0: Yeah, it's so great to have you back on here. What a crazy time, and this uh, this is perfect for the timing of your book, but uh, I've never seen America in the state that we're in right now. Have you?
1: Uh, No, I haven't, and that's why I wrote Crimes Against America, because uh, Americans are now standing witness. To the takedown of by the left, uh, and in these crimes against America, in the book itself, I I outline how this country, which was once the greatest nation on earth, uh, was a sovereign country, and and we are no longer a sovereign nation. Uh, the truth is, we're nothing more than a globalist landing spot with benefits for anyone who has the uh, the, uh, the the intestinal fortitude, the chutzpah, or whatever. To show up and say, I want education. I want medication. I want housing and I want it now. And, uh, talk about timing for the book. Uh, you know, with the takedown of, uh, Title 42 tomorrow, uh, they are estimating another million people over the next four or five months. Uh, and already there have been five million since Joe Biden took office, four million and, uh, one million gotaways. So we are changing as a country, and we are also watching corruption in Washington like we've never seen it before.
0: You reference this in the book a a little bit, but back in the day I remember very clearly, because I'm 34, I remember seeing Barack Obama as one of the first elections that I got to vote in, unfortunately, with him becoming president. But in that time he had mentioned about fundamentally changing the United States of America, and while he worked very hard to do that back in his day, it seems like now it's finally coming to fruition under his predecessor with Joe Biden. You know, um,
1: um, you you have, Andy, a very good memory, and I do remember him saying he would fundamentally change the country, and they did. It was starting then that we start we we that they started with the police, and uh, you know Trayvon Martin could be my son, and all of that other stuff, and the takedown of the institutions, whether it's. You know, the law enforcement or the fact that the educational system, we're going to change that, too, so that our kids, and we're kind of shocked when we see it, come out of school with a totally different mentality than the ones that you and I were raised with, and I'm much older than you, Randy. (laughs) But the truth is that uh, they are transforming the country. They've done it quietly. It happened quickly. And, you know, socialism, I remember Bernie Sanders when he ran for president, I think it was eight years ago, he said, I'm a Democrat socialist, and everybody went, "Ah, oh, (laughs) oh. And now socialism is popular among young people, and they don't understand what happened in Venezuela. But I talked about that in my other books. This book, Crimes Against America, is about how our nation has been driven to the brink of destruction, and how the far left ideologies have sought to change this country, like Barack Obama and our way of life, uh, have done so. And today's uh, today's press conference with the House on the the money that the Bidens have been collecting from around the world, is no surprise. I mean, to me, it is absolutely consistent with what Joe Biden is. Joe Biden is a guy who is arrogant. He's condescending. He doesn't have to answer questions. He looks at the press like they're the enemy. He takes down the First Amendment freedom of the press. And this guy actually got 51 CIA intelligence agents, allegedly. Um, He actually got them to send a letter so that he could say in a debate with Donald Trump, hey, everybody knows that that's not Hunter's laptop. That's just Russian disinformation. And that election was it would have changed according to the polls that were taken after. So uh, when we've got a justice system that is two-tiered, and you know, Andy, I've been a prosecutor, a judge, and a DA for over three decades. When you've got a justice system that the American people don't trust, when you've got an FBI where the upper echelon, Uh, are interested in getting warrants to spy on Donald Trump and will lie to a FISA court and nothing happens, then you know that we are at the brink and, and God help us if we don't do something.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. I can see that just in a lot of the media as well. When it comes to the headlines that we've seen over the last couple of days, they're not talking about really the two biggest issues that could fundamentally, like you say, change the country when it comes to the border issue with the ending of title 42 and the debt ceiling debate but instead, they're talking about uh, payments from Donald Trump to a sexual assault case. That to them is their priority when we have major issues that are going to set the landscape for the country for the next hundred years.
1: Well, you know, the hate on the part of the left, which was supposed to be the, so uh, you know, the empathic left, they hate everybody. I mean, <laughs> if, if you are not like them, you are a racist, you're a, transpho- a transphobic person, you're xenophobic, and, uh, you know, you're a... That Republican. Joe Biden can't even get it out of his mouth correctly most of the time. But the fact is that Joe Biden had a press conference on airlines two days ago when everybody's worried about the economy and Title 42 and inflation and what's going on in the world. When China's got uh, spy craft going across and traversing our country over our intercontinental ballistic missile sites, and Joe Biden lets them pass and then uh, we find out that the Biden family, not just Hunter and not just his brother and not just his brother's uh, wife, but the grandchildren are getting money from foreign governments. I mean, this yeah. is unacceptable. This is criminal. And it is something that you will never hear the Justice Department talk about because Barrett Garland and the Department of Justice is too busy calling parents domestic terrorists because they don't want their kids to be raped, uh, and that was the, the, the genesis of that whole thing in Virginia, where a father was simply complaining, my daughter was raped in the bathroom by somebody who identifies as a girl, and you're hiding it. And so that started the whole movement that got Glenn Youngkin into the uh, governor's mansion. Yeah. Look, Americans have to see what's going on. And if they want to go after Donald Trump, you know what? Have at it. Go after Donald Trump. But we see it for what it is. We see See the fact that you know when you've got classified documents uh, next to your big boy Corvette. Uh, not from when you were president, not from when you were vice president, but from when you were a senator when you're not even allowed to take that stuff out of the skin yeah. yeah. You're stealing stuff that's classified. Hillary Clinton's you know erasing thirty three thousand emails and now you know what's a Republican? This is all backwards. This is all. What are founding fathers intended?
0: Well, at least Joe Biden was able to shoot down children's drones after the whole Chinese balloon thing. So at least we have that going for us uh, as well. we yep. got j- just a couple of minutes left with you here. Judge Jeanine Pirro, it is author of the book Crimes Against America, the Left's Takedown of Our Republic. With all this going on, and now that Republicans are in control of the House representatives and some of the investigations that are ongoing trying to bring some of this to light, are you optimistic that we're going to actually expose some of the corruption and that we could actually see some, uh, some actual prosecution on some of the things going on right now?
1: Well, we are exposing it. I think the House is exposing it. Will we see a prosecution? I don't have faith. You've got Joe Biden in charge of uh, appointing Merrick Garland, the uh, the attorney general, and they've been investigating Hunter for five years. You and I both know if we lied on a pistol permit application and if Joe Biden so anti-gun, Hunter Biden would have been arrested and prosecuted and convicted for lying on that. Pistol permit application when he was thrown out of the military because he's a drug addict. He's a deadbeat dad, a drug addict, and a dirt bag who went around uh, Europe with a garbage bag collecting money for the family. When a former head of the uh, the FBI, Louis Free, gives Biden's grandchildren 100 grand so he can go into business with them, you got to say to yourself, there is a swamp in Washington. And the only way we're going to get rid of it is to elect people, whether it's the president, whether it's the district attorney, we haven't even talked about my wheelhouse, who's going to prosecute crime and not forgive crime, whether it's someone on the school board, that these are offices that we can change. And uh, enough of this nonsense with this corrupt Biden crime family. And so when Crimes Against America, you see how they did it in every area of our government.
0: Amen to that. It's a long fight, and we have to attack it from all different angles, especially, like you said, from the legal side and the court system because they've hijacked that system for so long uh, that we have to get them back under control and actually bring some common sense back into the conversation. It's Judge Janine Pirro, Crimes Against America, the new book, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic. Also check her out on The Five on Fox News as well. Judge, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. God bless you. Keep up this great fight. Let's get you back on the show again real soon, my friend.
1: Well, thanks so much, Andy, and thanks to your listeners. God bless you.
0: All right, we'll take a break. We got a lot more to get to coming up on the program. Interesting conversation for sure with Judge Janine Piro. We appreciate her time very much. Right back here on a midweek celebration for the Voice of Reason. Stay here. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yeah, darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you check out the show. We always love you to death as we carpe diem all over this place, baby. That's what we're all about here on the show, especially for the middle of the week, the greatest day of the entire week for sure thanks again to judge janine piero yes you can find her on the five on fox news also with her latest book crimes against america and you can check that out it's coming out soon we appreciate her time very much it's been that's the third time we've had her on the program really wonderful individual too really really sweet individual we appreciate her uh we'll get we'll shift gears here in just a little bit at the bottom of the hour sharon palmer the plant-powered dietitian. We'll chat with her about plant-based diets to help you with some of your medical ailments. Real quickly, let's get into some other issues. Uh, while they're trying to destroy the country, while they're committing literal crimes against the country, in my humble opinion. What's trending today? Outside of the ending of Title 42, which ends tomorrow, by the way. We're doing the countdown here on The Voice Reason. The other issue, according to the federal government, the Federal Reserve, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, they say that inflation for the month of April... Eased a little bit, only reaching 4.9% in the country. Come on, man. There it is. Yeah. 4.9% inflation. Now that's better than the 9% we saw last year, according to the federal government. Hey, it's slowing down. Our 10th interest rate hike for the nation. We only saw a 5% inflation rate across the nation. Only 5%, which means if you haven't gotten a 5% raise, you're still losing money compared to what we saw just a few years ago. So well done, and pat yourself on the back. You've done it, my friends. You have lowered inflation to only 5%. That's still on the high end of what we saw during the Trump administration, but that's okay. I mean, thats we don't want to bring that one back up because he's, of course, the evil, terrible, fascist, Nazi, whatever else the Democrats like to throw at him. So we're only at 4.9%. Now, after 10 inflation or interest rate hikes from the Federal Reserve, because apparently to them that's the only way to stop inflation, Remember, that's the only way. You can't do it any other way. You can't stop spending. You can't stop printing money. You can't actually balance a budget. You can't get uh, rein in federal government spending in any way, shape, or form. The only way to stop inflation is to raise interest rates to where you make people not want to spend money any longer to have more supply of products in the private sector to be a surplus. So, therefore, inflation or interest rates, inflation go down. So, that way, we can find that happy balance. That's the only way is to manipulate the market from the outside forces. Although, according to the latest national poll from the Wall Street Journal, the number one choice for individuals would be for the government to actually stop printing money. I, I know, I know. According to the Wall Street Journal, many voters see few good options for policymakers as the Biden administration along with congressional Republicans are trying to avert their first ever default by the government as soon as next month. It's very scary, because remember, now, l- lawfully, you can't default on the budget, because that's the priority stuff. You still have to pay your debts. But according to the Democrats, unless Republicans just raise the debt ceiling without any conditions...
2: We're all going to die because of you! Ah!
0: <laughs> and that's where we're at. So Republicans tend to be skeptical, with three and four Republicans voting to oppose King- Congress lifting the debt ceiling. Yeah, That's why we voted for a Republican majority in the House of Representatives. That was the major platform they ran on, was that, hey, we are not going to spend more money, get the budget under control, cut government spending, and actually cap what they can actually do. Uh, With the survey showing that 74% of Republicans believe that. Nearly the same percentage of Democrats say they favor Congress acting on the issue and at least coming up with some type of plan. So, uh, there is... Frustration among the american public even among many democrats where the democrat party itself is not properly representing the american people nor even their democrat constituents when everybody is saying hey i really don't want interest rates to be raised on me again can we for for just a little bit just stop printing money can we just stop spending money for a minute let's just get this under control 120 percent of our gdp being spent right now is not probably a healthy situation to be in Democrats won't listen to it, though, because remember, they kind of beat to their own drum right now. We'll shift gears when we come back here on The Voice of Reason talking with Sharon Palmer. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
1: When Reason meets radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
0: Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today, as always. It's a pleasure to have you along for the ride today for the Voice of Reason. Really happy to have this guest on the program, a little bit different from the normal politics we talk about, but uh, as we obviously kind of bleeds into politics, as we talk about health and ways to take our health back into our own hands, and I think this has been an issue that's been uh, popular and more uh, focused on from individuals, especially after the COVID-19 pandemic and vaccines, and how can we make sure that we are healthy and we stay healthy on our own. Excited to have on the program, she is an editor, writer, speaker, a recognized nutritionist, a vegan expert, and she's known as the plant-powered Dietitian with her latest book, The Plant-Powered Plan to Beat Diabetes. Excited to have on the program, Sharon Palmer. Sharon, how are you, my friend?
2: I'm great. Thank you for having me, Andy.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm fascinated by this conversation. As I, I, I teased a little bit ago that For the first time in my life, I've always been living, obviously, in the middle of the country in Kansas. We have a lot of beef, and I enjoy my tacos, and I enjoy my hamburgers, and I enjoy that big slab of steak. But for the first time in my life, I went straight raw, plant-based vegan for an entire month. And Sharon, I have to tell you, I never felt so good in my entire life. I lost weight. I had a buttload of energy, and I kind of want to do it again.
2: (laughs) that's great I hear that from people all over the country how great they feel when they eat a plant-based diet so and it, how good it is for your body
0: yeah it is it, it's it, it really does kind of cleanse everything and just kind of reset your body is this becoming more popular more people kind of getting on to this uh, this trend of going vegan
2: yes it's growing and also other plant-based trends are growing You're, we're seeing more flexitarians people that don't want to a hundred percent go vegan but they want to definitely be living that lifestyle most of the time so this is a trend that's really growing and there's so many you can tell by the supermarkets because you see so many more
0: products that are available to us now let's talk about this book for a second because i know you have multiple different books on the topic but let's talk about this one the plan to beat diabetes when i think of diabetes I'm, i'm 34 so it's nothing that i've had to knock on wood worry about my life as of yet but when i think of it i think of the old-timey TV commercials where we got to beat diabetes, and you know that's the issue. But they're they're always pushing these pharmaceutical pills, and they're always t- talking about ways to be aware of your diabetes. Before we go into the cures, what's the cause of diabetes? What actually causes this illness?
2: Well, there's different types of diabetes. You know, uh, type one is, is more of an autoimmune condition. Type two is a diabetes that's often uh, linked with our lifestyle. And that's the one that we're, is like an epidemic right now. And just, uh, just having an unhealthy lifestyle or having ex- extra body fat, those are ways that you can um, have a higher risk of getting type two diabetes. So it's really getting at high levels. And there's also a condition called prediabetes that's very common. And it's basically your body is almost ready to go into full blown diabetes. And your glucose levels are high. Your your body just can't produce enough insulin to cover those glucose levels, or your body's not sensitive to the type of ins- the amount of insulin you're producing. So it's just it's just really you're in this kind of cycle of not being able to keep your glucose in control, and then that causes all sorts of complications. It can hurt your heart, your brain, your kidneys, your eyes. There's so many negative impacts with that.
0: Sure. Right now, what is the traditional way to manage this? And I say manage because normally a lot of medications and pills and shots and everything don't actually cure anything. But what is the traditional mainstream way of actually managing diabetes right now?
2: Yes, there are, as you mentioned, oral medications and insulin um, injections that are commonly been used to manage diabetes. And that's, uh, you know, a way to manage the glucose levels. But also lifestyle has been increasingly recognized as a a huge management tool. In fact, the American Diabetes Association, our big organization on diabetes, acknowledges that the most powerful thing that people can do is their own lifestyle, taking care of themselves rather than just going to the doctor. Of course, that's very important. But this idea that most of the control is in our hands, in our healthy lifestyle, for example. the, uh, one big study found that vegans had a 77% lower risk of getting diabetes. Wow. So that's really significant. And even like a healthy diet that I'm talking about in my book, uh, studies have shown within one month, people can get off their medications. It's powerful.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, it really is amazing. As I said at the beginning, there's I think a a quote unquote awakening from a lot of people across the nation Uh, during the COVID pandemic is how can I stay healthy? How can I battle something like COVID or other medical issues? And how can I do it on my own without having to rely on vaccines or medications or big pharma or whatever it may be? That's a cause for concern that has a lot of uh, unintended consequences or a lot of different side effects that could cause some issues and shocker, like you just mentioned, taking care of yourself on a personal level can get rid of the vast majority of these illnesses, including diabetes. So, talk about how a vegan, plant based diet or just having a different change in your diet can actually help this issue.
2: Yes, absolutely. I agree with what you're saying that we have this power, you know, in our lifestyle to prevent so many things that happen. In fact, research shows that 85% of the- all of our chronic diseases we could, reju- we could eliminate with our lifestyle. And diabetes is one of those. And really when we talk about this plant-based diet, we're talking about this minimally processed diet filled with whole plant foods like beans and lentils and whole grains and lots of vegetables and fruits, nuts and seeds, spices and herbs. And all of these foods have powerful nutrients that work together to protect the body and to fight it from disease. So this is this kind of holistic lifestyle along with exercise that can really uh, help preserve your health.
0: I love it. We're talking with Sharon Palmer, author of the book, The, Plant, uh, the Plant-Powered The Plant Plan to Beat Diabetes, also known as the plant-powered dietitian, Sharon Palmer. Uh, so give us some of the, uh, maybe a couple of tips here as you know, looking through the book, seeing these, this cookbook, because this book is a cookbook for individuals on ways to do this. And I'll say the month that I went straight raw plant-based vegan, it was amazing but the challenge we had was constantly making food and grinding up a lot of nuts and, and taking so much more prep time to make these foods. Is it that difficult or are there easy recipes and easy ways that you can actually make some of this really healthy food for yourself?
2: Yeah, you know, I hear that from people all the time. Is it going to be really hard and difficult? But I really have an approach that, that uh, makes it easy, affordable, approachable, because I want it to fit into people's lifestyle. So there's a lot of recipes and ideas and tips that you can get dinner on the table in 30 minutes. So uh, really, just getting yourself organized, information about shopping lists and um, how to stock your pantry. So really, getting yourself organized can make it uh, easier. But there is, you know, it is important to to realize that we have to invest in our health a little bit because this, you know, actually our habit of constantly purchasing processed foods, highly processed foods, and yeah. You know, fast food, that's kind of leading us down this path of a higher risk of diabetes to begin with.
0: If people don't go full on vegan, full on clean eating like that, because it is very difficult and sometimes people don't either want to or have the time to. Uh, if nothing else, what are some of the major foods that you recommend people just avoid completely in order to try and tackle some of these issues?
2: Yeah, so one of the big big things is reducing um, meat consumption which is part of that idea of eating more plant-based because red meat, and in particular processed meat, things like bacon and sausage and ham, have been linked to higher rates of all sorts of conditions, cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. So that's this whole concept of shifting out the plate a little bit, eat, having more plant-based meals, Maybe shifting to seafood more often, and then just getting into this more plant-based lifestyle. If you're not if you're not wanting to go 100% vegan, that's fine. Just getting into that uh, more plant-based way of eating, having more meals during the week that are based on plants, can really help you get going in that direction. And even when we look at the Mediterranean diet, they have a lower risk of heart disease and other conditions. And that's really almost like a vegetarian diet with fish. Cause that's kind of like what the Mediterranean diet is like. So that's another model that you can look at too.
0: Uh, along with this uh, and with the popularity of going vegan, uh, or at least eating more fresh and eating more vegetables, do you see an increase in people uh, trying to start maybe backyard gardens or growing some vegetables themselves, you know, in their backyard or in their home or something like that as well, just to try and supplement that instead of going to the store where it could be covered in chemicals for preservation. They're just growing it right out of their backyard.
2: I love that. I recommend that all the time. I would love to see people using some of their their uh, space in their homes and their gardens to grow food. It's, I mean, talk about the healthiest way to eat plant-based food is if you grow it yourself. It, you can uh, harvest it at its most mature, most nutritious state. It's better for the environment, better for you tons of research on the benefit of growing your own food because people who grow their own food eat more vegetables because they're so, you know, you spent that time doing it. so You're going to eat it. The families eat healthier. It's also just good exercise. You're getting sunshine. You're even just touching the soil is good for you because you're exposing yourself to the beautiful soil microbiome. So there's so many benefits with that.
0: Oh, we got just a couple minutes left here, but do you also recommend uh, intermittent fasting, whether it's fasting for certain hours of the day or even doing a two or three day fasting as well, just to cleanse as you go through this process?
2: You know, that's a great question. I don't really get into that in this particular book, but I do think there is some interesting research on intermittent fasting and, it, and if it's, I think it's an individualized thing. It works well for some people and maybe not as well for others. But there, you know, the the research is showing there could be some metabolic benefits for that, even in as it pertains to diabetes. So it it could be something that you might want to try in combination with eating a more plant-based diet.
0: I love that it is a plant-powered dietitian, Sharon Palmer, author of the book, the new book, the plant-powered plan to beat diabetes. You can find her online at sharonpalmer.com. In the last minute or so we have left here, Sharon. Give us a little teaser. What's one of your favorite recipes you have in this book for someone wanting to test the waters to go down this road?
2: Well, I have so many favorite recipes in the book. It's hard to choose, but uh, I do love to, to highlight my Spanish-style vegetable
0: paella, which is this you
2: know, one-dish meal, easy to make. You can cook it together with friends and family, and it's, it's just really delicious, colorful, flavorful. And you can find a lot more information about, about my book at SharonPalmer.com.
1: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. (music) Fighting for
0: freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier Welcome back into the program thanks for hanging out with us today interesting conversation with Sharon Palmer by the way that name sound familiar to anybody I know it's all Sherry Palmer Sharon Palmer kudos to anybody who remembers that name from entertainment I'll give you a hint has to do with the old-school TV show 24 you know the greatest TV show on the face of the earth with Jack Bauer Sherry Palmer president David Palmer the coolest president we've ever... <laughs> all right. I'm going down the rabbit hole now. Man, i got to watch that show again. I have all... Is it eight seasons? Nine seasons? While Jack... Like, actual Jack Bauer was in the show. Not the new stuff where they try to do a season without Jack Bauer. How do you create a show 24 without Jack Bauer? Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Sharon Palmer, the plant-powered dietitian, Her book, The Plant-Powered Plan to Beat Diabetes. We appreciate her time very much. Interesting conversation. Between that and the story in the poll that we read right before the bottom of the hour break, I have to say and I guess is a good way to wrap the program today is that I am optimistic and the reason I'm optimistic is because while there may be some really really bad things going on right now while we have a major and I've said this throughout the week this week this is one of the most pivotal weeks we're going to see in the history of the United States and the reason I say that is because we have two major issues that are going to fundamentally change the dynamic of this nation moving forward are we going to allow 10,000 plus immigrants in a day illegal immigrants in a day to flood our nation, to jump on board to social programs, to be part of the cartel, to influence the cartel, to give the cartel more power within our own borders in many aspects. Are we going to allow that or are we going to say, "Uh uh-uh, ain't going to fly and we're going to stop it? Are we going to cut spending, cap the government, and actually halt the madness going on there, or are we going to willy-nilly cave like we have so many times before and say, no, this is not going to be okay, and we will fight as long as it needs to to actually get this done, or are we going to actually allow them to raise the debt ceiling? These are two majorly pivotal points that we're going to see by the end of this week, and it's going to be interesting on where we fall at least in the next couple weeks overall on both of these issues but i am optimistic because with a poll showing that the vast majority of americans want government to stop printing money as opposed to just continuously raising interest rates to battle inflation that tells me that even though financial literacy classes are not being done in public schools across the nation As a mandatory standard across the country, there's at least enough common sense out there still where the majority of people are like, you know, maybe there's a better way to do this. Maybe government spending isn't as in control as Democrats try to say. Maybe government spending is just a little bit far-fetched and we could rein that in just a little bit. The weird part, however is that Republicans have come in a little bit soft on the poll as well, as according to the Wall Street Journal, Republican voters said often they wanted to curb some new federal spendings that are linked to lifting the debt ceiling, as opposed to actually cutting government spending. About half of Republicans say they opposed it requiring cuts to spending on domestic programs, including health care, education, and homeland security, according to the poll, while further complicates the GOP position that spending must be cut to avoid the default. So we want to cut spending, and we don't want it to grow, but we really don't want to get the budget under control by cutting the spending that we currently have. We just don't want to grow it anymore. According to half of the Republicans that took the poll in this 1,500 registered voter poll from the wall street journal democrats on the other hand they just want to do the same thing they don't want to cut anything because then people would be dying in the streets according to them but they just want to slow it down a little bit the republican budget bill that was proposed to continue on spending would to be raised the debt ceiling by one and a half trillion dollars and would not cut anything go back to 2022s spending Uh, levels, which, by the way, are record spending levels for the federal government, because that was still part of the COVID-19 years, where we had massive amounts of COVID-19 money allotted for certain programs and the expansion of certain programs. So we're not really cutting anything. All it does is it caps government growth to 1% moving forward. Not a very conservative bill, not a very financially stable bill, but one that apparently half of the soft rhino Republicans want because they're scared of actually doing something drastic to get our budget under control and the nice way to say that we're working across the aisle, holding hands, singing Kumbaya. The good news, however, is that people are starting to wake up and realize, hey, maybe the interest rates aren't the only way to deal with this issue. At the same time, people are taking health back into their hands. Oh, do I really want big pharma to control my life? No. What else can I do? And that awakening happened during COVID-19. And more people are waking up with it now with simple diet and uh, lifestyle changes. States taking matters into their own hands with the immigration issue with a special task force from the state of Arizona and Texas and others wanting to stop the massive flood. We're handling it as usual. The private sector stepping in Filling the void and meeting the demand to the consumer, which is the American people right now. And for that, ladies and gentlemen, I am eternally optimistic about the future of this country. We just have to keep fighting for it. That does it for us today. Podcast up in a little bit. Until then, this is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.